0: Hello everyone and welcome to Talking Triple Crown, part of the Kickout 299 Network. I'm Jessie, whose pronouns are she, her.
1: I'm Alicia, my pronouns are she, her.
2: And I'm Rachel, my pronouns are they, them.
0: We've got a mini episode for you today, all about the upcoming Royal Warrior Tournament. The competitors and dates have been announced, so take a listen as we take you through everything you need to know. The participants from All Japan, we have Kento Miyahara, Jake Lee, Yuma Oyagi, Shotaro Ishino, Sūji Ishikawa, Riki Honda, Takao Amore, Yoshitatsu, Dan Tamora, and Asuki Oyagi. And participants not signed for All Japan are Yuji Nagata from New Japan, Ren Ayabe from Just Tap Out, Takuya Nomura from Big Japan Wrestling, and Naoya Nomura, who is a freelancer. Cyrus, who is from America and made his debut during Summer Action Series, will also take part. Taru has taken Suama's spot. Suama has bowed out, but still said he'll face whoever wins. Taru said if he defeats Kento in round one, Kento must rejoin Voodoo Murders. One thing I've noticed, which I think is a bit weird, is Hokuto Amore is a huge exclusion in this tournament. I don't know if you feel the same, but... I felt weird not seeing him take part in this.
1: Yeah, I'm in total agreement with you, Jesse. I think that his omission from the Royal Road lineup really surprised me, especially because he's been on such a role lately. And I know that we've talked about this and I think other people have been talking about this as well. Omori looks uh very much like he's about to transition out of being a junior and move on to being a heavyweight so it seems like he should have been sort of a natural fit for this tournament seeing him not included was a bit surprising I don't know if that's because um they had you know been planning for him to uh challenge Tiger Mask which we know is going to be a thing and that's happening I don't know if that's because that's been the plan and they want to focus on that with him and what have you. It seems like that's probably the likely thing, but I'm still surprised that, uh, he wasn't a, a participant here, uh, knowing that he really doesn't look long for the junior heavyweight yeah. scene. Yeah. I
2: feel the same. I actually, I guess my brain sort of assumed he was in the tournament until Alicia mentioned like, wait, why isn't Hokuto Amori here? And I literally had to go and do a double take at the participants. Cause it just felt, natural, like he should have been in there. Uh, yeah. I don't know uh, why they would have um, left him out if he had plans or if they're going to um, focus on him in the junior division, uh, which very well could be, they could be planning on uh, taking the belt off tiger mask for him. Uh, I still don't really understand why that would mean he wouldn't be in the tournament, but there's, Hopefully something afoot for Hokuto Amori because he looks like he's about to do big things.
0: Past winners of the tournament has been Suwama, who has bowed out. He won in 2016, 2017, and last year in 2021. Kendo has won it once in 2018, and Jake has also won it once in 2019. Royal Road kicks off on the 8th of August, and on that day, we have Taru versus Kento Miyahara, Jake Lee versus Renayabe, Asuki Oyagi versus Takuya Nomura, Yuma Oyagi versus Naoya Nomura. The second half of round one is on the 11th of August. And on that day, we have Suji Ishikawa versus Cyrus, Shota Ishino versus Dan Tamora, Yuji Nagata versus Yoshi and Takao Omori versus Riki Honda. Now for the rest of the tournament. The tournament goes for three more days on the 14th, 16th, and 20th of August. On the 20th, they will have the semifinals and the finals and whoever wins will most likely go on to face Suama at Budokan. Now for our predictions and questions we have. What are your thoughts on this year's lineup?
1: I think it's a strong lineup. I am actually kind of glad that the lineup is smaller than it was last year. I do like the more succinct lineup. I really do like The various guests that we have coming in, it's so great to have Takuya Nomura back in this. Right off the bat, you know, one of the matches I'm most looking forward to is seeing him and Atsuki. I think that's going to be an incredibly fun match. They are so different stylistically, but it's so exciting to see both of them together in this type of tournament because they're in completely different weight classes. So we don't get to see stuff like this that often. Um, So that's really cool. Um, I'm excited about that to be sure. And obviously I love that um, now nomura is in the tournament and at play. He is vowed to take all of the major players in all Japan down. So I'm expecting him to have a good tournament and to be a major player in um, the results of this tournament. And there's just some really, even just looking at the first two days, there's some really good matchups. And I feel like the show on... When was it? The 18th, I think, in Osaka. I feel like the, the preview matches there for these, um, these various matches in the first two days of the tournament on the 8th and the 11th really did a great job at setting up some of those different matches. I'm actually looking forward to uh, Ishikawa and Cyrus. I think that's going to be really, really compelling. Um, they did a really good job during that match setting up some tension between the two of them. That should be just very standard Two big men, you know, battle of the big men going off against each other. That should be really cool. I am really excited too about Jake Lee versus Ren Ayabe. I think that they had a great, you know, little uh, match together on the Osaka show. That should be exciting. I thought that Ayabe did a really good job with Jake. Jake acting like a mean veteran with Ayabe actually looked really cool. And it was like, that was pretty neat to see. So there's a lot to look forward to. And then obviously the big drama is going to be This weird (laughs) Suwama (laughs) turning around and and, uh, deciding that he's boycotting, quote unquote, boycotting Royal Road and he's not going to do it as the champion. So that'll be interesting compared to last year. Now we have the champion uh, refusing to participate in the tournament and uh, we have Taru in for Suwama and we are now seeing this teased bit about Kento having to join Voodoo murders, which the three of us have discussed extensively off off air at this point, and uh, I'm very interested to hear how you both feel a couple days removed from uh, from hearing that news.
2: Oh man, I want Kento in Voodoo murder. That's that's it. That's where I'm at. Um, I spent a long time debating on it, and my only fear was what would happen to Rising Hayato. And I'm sure we'll talk about this again in uh, talking Triple Crown proper. But uh, I have since set those fears aside, and now I just really, really want to see what Kento will do in Voodoo Murders. Like, will he adapt to it and learn to love the life, or will he be, like, this unwilling participant, or will he be, like, a secret sleeper? There's just a lot of really interesting and fun ways this can go, and I'll be almost disappointed if he wins, which is just a really, really wild concept because I really don't want Taru advancing in the tournament either. So <laughs> there's, it's almost a win-win, lose-lose uh, catch 22, I guess in this uh, scenario. So um, yeah, it's definitely one to watch out for. I actually think all of these uh, first round matchups are really, really interesting. There's really not one I'm not looking forward to yeah, I'm definitely really excited. I think Jake Lee and Ren Ayabe is the one I'm most excited for because of what you had just mentioned with the um, that really good preview match. That was really good. Of course, Yuma and Naoya is going to be your must-much watch. That's going to be incredible <laughs> drama, really high tension. Um, just very, very invested in that one. I almost I almost can't predict a lot of these first rounds, which is really great, especially for a, a single Elimination tournament where one match can cost you the whole tournament and just change the uh, entire bracket. So that's always really exciting actually am a little sad. It's not as big as last year's, but um, last year I was just getting into the promotion. So I really enjoyed having literally everybody on the roster in the tournament. It was a really, really big bracket, but I really enjoyed being able to sort of see everybody and uh, get to know them. So I guess I was sort of attached to that. Uh, So I was almost disappointed. It was a little smaller, but I do really like how condensed of a tournament this is. I like that it will be Good and over by uh, August 20th. We get to know everything. We get to be really excited for Budokan. And that's uh, a really high stakes sort of uh, prize in a way to main event Nippon Budokan.
0: I really like this lineup. I thought it would be bigger, especially since last year they had 32. I thought they might do something crazy like New Japan did for the New Japan Cup when they had 46 people. But I like this. It's just their roster, you know, a couple of guys from the outside I really like this. I like that it's smaller. I like that it's shorter. It's less for me to review, which I'm happy about. (laughs) I'm excited for this.
1: What are the matches that you're most looking forward to, Jesse?
0: Nomura versus the Ayagis, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) When I saw that they got both Nomuras versus both Ayagis, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this. I think Jake and Ayabe should be really good. I like their preview. Like both of you said, that was really fun.
1: And how do you feel about this new stipulation attached to Taru and Kento? Where do you think we're, uh, we're headed with that? You and I, we're, were doing some, uh, some, some we were, we we're having a lot of anxiety over what, what was going on. No. with. Uh, we have so much to talk, to talk about and talking Triple Crown, so I don't want to get into the weeds, but we had a lot of anxiety coming out of the, the title switch and the stuff with uh, Jake and Suwama and now coming into all this stuff with Kento and Kento having that, uh, that history him joining Voodoo Murders was a big part of his past and a big part of uh, how his road to being the young ace in all Japan. He distanced himself from Diamond Ring, immediately uh, joined Voodoo Murders and started uh, feuding with uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima. Really interesting to you, had those dynamics at play. And then his, um, his leaving Voodoo Murders was just as um, important to him, eventually sagging into becoming the young ace. All japan he started working more with goshi Izaki and that sort of led led into him signing with all japan full-time and not freelancing anymore and then the rest is sort of history for him it all sort of leads into that first triple crown reign so there's a lot of really interesting history there and what do you think jesse a few days removed from all of this
0: when voodoo Murders came back and they were back to stay i had in the back of my head all the time was a like, kento or a former member and That was just ringing in the back of my head every single day, and it's seems like it could possibly come true. He's rejo- rejoining Voodoo Murders. I don't know how it will go because he and Swama absolutely hate each other. <laughs> they don't get along at all. I don't see Kento following Swama's lead and being, you know, a sidekick to Swama. I don't see him doing that, but I can see him rejoin Voodoo Murders because he lost to Taru.
1: I think that's where I'm at as well. I don't know how him and Suama would get along even at this stage, but the stipulation is the stipulation. So I don't know. I don't you know, I, I don't know how it's going to um end up. And it, it is compelling and I and I do wonder, you know, I you know, we're gonna talk more about this on Talking Triple Crown. I, I wonder if if Kento ended up having to join Voodoo Murders quite suddenly, does that pave the way for a different challenger for Suwama for the Budokan? And does that change who could potentially win Royal Road and thus be that challenger? So it does, um, it will perhaps uh, make the, the outcomes different for this tournament.
2: That is true. I actually didn't really even think about how Kento is actually a pretty heavy favorite to main event Budokan. A lot of people have been talking about that. So the stipulation really does uh, turn things around and adds a little mystique um, on all ends because it really feels like, well, they wouldn't make the stipulation if it's not going to go anywhere, but also Kento is still that heavy favorite to main event. So it's a a really good, really interesting uh, booking choice at that end. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm still very attached to uh, Voodoo Murders Kento, though. I think he'd have a very good time. I think he'd have the time of his life doing the heel antics. And uh, quite frankly, I really want to see it.
0: One thing I want to mention that I saw on Twitter yesterday is Suama and Kento are such a big draw for all Japan. And especially when they verse each other, it's a huge... Draw. So people would have bought tickets just to see that match. And now they swapped Suwama out with Taru, who's not as popular as Suwama, to say the least. <laughs> um, do you think people will be like negative towards this? Because I've seen so many people, especially you, Alicia, I know you had too, a lot of fans negative to this Voodoo Murder storyline. And now they took a huge match, Suwama versus Kento, and basically shoved Voodoo Murder storyline into it.
1: Well, that's interesting because you and I Jesse, were talking specifically about the Japanese fans and we were translating a lot of tweets and, and reading people's reactions to the belt change and um, seeing that people were were very upset <laughs> about the change and people were very much in favor of Jake staying the triple crown champion so that was all very interesting I have yet to see the any backlash regarding the switch with Suwama <laughs> and Taru which doesn't necessarily mean that It hasn't, there hasn't been, it's just that I haven't found anything in particular that I've been able to translate and kind of sit with. But that's a great point, Jesse. I mean, I can't imagine that people who had bought tickets for that show and were really excited to see uh, Voodoo Murder Suwama versus Kento aren't going to be disappointed. That's not what they're getting. But at the same time, they are. They, I think that they are going to get an angle. I have no idea what this match is going to look like. If that preview was anything, any indicator of what we might get, I have no idea what this actual match between those two will look like. It's going to be silly, but what they're going to end up getting is perhaps a, a huge angle that is going to help determine who we're going to see in the main event against Suama at the Budokan. So you're not getting the match you maybe bought your ticket for, but you are getting something compelling i mean taru is not the not even remotely the best member. of voodoo murders but I, suama could have chosen a better second for this I do think, was right there yeah i mean <laughs> my goodness but uh i do think that you are going to see some type of show i mean we could be seeing kendo joining voodoo murders that might be worth the the price of admission alone so on that note who do you Guys, think we'll we'll win the tournament. Who are your predictions for the winner?
0: <laughs> uh, my head says Kento or Nagata, but my heart says Yuma. I just I don't want Nagata winning. I don't want someone outside or Japan to main event or Japan's 50th anniversary. But because he's sticking around, I have a really bad feeling about it. Kento is a favorite. He's always a favorite to win every tournament, basically. But you have the perfect story with Yuma that he main event and win. But I don't think that will happen.
2: Yeah, I really don't want to see Nagata. So I have written Nagata out as a possibility entirely, which I also wrote off the possibility of Suwama winning the Triple Crown. So maybe my predictions are more wishful thinking. But I also had Yuma and then I would like to see... Naya. I don't know how feasible that is, but I guess to me, the tournament comes down to that Yuma-Naoya match on night one. Really, really, really want either of those to, to move on. I think they're very, very compelling storylines in their own way. And um, seeing Naoya, like rise up to sort of defend all Japan against voodoo murders is absolutely really, really compelling. And that's very much uh, one of my favorite flavors. I guess the storyline is sort of this prodigal son coming back with a chip on his shoulder, but then uh, stepping up when back is against the wall. So I I really want to see that. I don't know how feasible it is, but uh, that's, that's my hope.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, at times I have definitely fantasy booked Nomura as the winner of this tournament, but I think that, Without someone like Jake installed as the champion, mm-hmm. I feel like it's not the right time for Nomura, only because I would want there to be a little bit more build. And I would really want him to be going against one of the former next Stream members or Kento. That's just my personal thing. I think realistically, we're probably looking at Kento, unless he joins Food Murders, Kento <laughs> or Nagata. Unfortunately, I'm with you, Jesse. I don't want Nagata to win. I don't want there to be an outsider in the main event at the Budokan. That would be really disappointing to me. But realistically, I do think that we're probably looking at Kento or Yuji Nagata. However, I will say, I do think that based, and we're going to get into so much of this and talking Triple Crown, so I'm not going to talk very long about it, but I still think that Jake is in play. If they were going to go with someone from the younger generation, Jake is still the rightful champion. He had that match won, except it's hard to win a three v one match um, when you're overcome by that many people at once. But he is still the rightful champion, and they set him up to still look strong in defeat. So I still think that Jake would be very much in play and could very much come back and and defeat Suwama in the Budokan. Uh, but that being said, the Jesse's point as well, it would be the story of the year if Yuma using all of his his cunning and, you know, his sort of like this wily sort of, you know, behavior that Yuma has, if he could figure out how to get through this tournament and defeat Suwama in the main event of the Nippon Budokan, that would be, to me, the story of the year in Parasu. And I would love to see that. So really, I think my heart is definitely saying Yuma, I think that would be incredible, but realistically, perhaps Kento or Nagata.
0: Thank you for listening to this special mini episode of Talking Triple Crown. You can find me on Twitter at Sister Jessie and Royal Road seventy two.
1: You can find me Alicia at Sharanui Kai with two eyes, and you can also find me and Rachel at Kickout two nine nine,
2: and you can find me Rachel at Milky Star. That's M I I K Y
1: Star please make sure that you follow and subscribe to us. That will really help us out as we are growing Talking Triple Crown and also Kick Out. We would really appreciate it.
0: Stay tuned as very soon we have our July episode coming out. And oh boy, do we have a lot to talk about. So look forward to that.
1: Thank you all so much. And we will talk to you soon.